Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. Hey, what is up? It is your boy Johnny Mags back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I'm joined as always with Daniel Garcia. And we have wrapped up another season of Angels Baseball. Unfortunately, Thank it, God. yeah, it didn't go the way we <laughs> wanted to. But uh, you know what? It, it it's always fun to just kind of go through the ups and downs. And you know, when uh when it's all said and done, it's even sweeter when it when they do good. So, you know, not being one of those bandwagon fans, we're here. We're here to stay, unfortunately, for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Not going anywhere. But no, honestly, it was a pretty cool season considering this is our second full season doing this podcast. Yep. Um took a lot of big steps as far as um getting more interviews, being able to talk to more guys about the Angels in general. So um as far as that you know, part of it. I mean, that it was a really big success for us. You know, not so much for the guys on the on the team, but yeah. hey, you got to find your victories where you can right now. Yeah, unfortunately, like we like I just mentioned, man, it is just a terrible season for the Angels. But we'll get into all that because we're gonna go into some news. Obviously, there's a what lot news? of news happening. I, I mean, I, you know, I didn't hear anything. Just some stuff that's going on in, in Angel Land. But uh, before we get going, we'd like to take a minute to you know uh, get a word from our sponsors. And I don't know about you guys, but for me. A game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting money on it. And sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. I'm a Raiders fan, so yeah. Regardless of whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is the best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little, to win a lot, try to parlay, for instance. If you like a couple of big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much more bigger payout. With pro football, college football, and the MLB playoffs in full swing, and both hockey and basketball just around the corner, now is the time to get off the sidelines and get into the action. So use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So mybookie, uh, check them out. So let's... Let's get into uh, the huge week of Angels yeah, baseball, man. Yeah, the quick man. three games that we need to kind of finish off the season. They uh, Last time we talked, they were started the final series of the season, and that was against Houston. Yeah, they, uh, unfortunately, it was against Houston. Hopefully, we were trying to get some wins, you know, finish the season strong. But it was the Astros, and the Astros, you know, they were playing a lot of their, like, well, I, playing their to that game. point, they still had um, the season uh, – Home field, yeah, going for the, home field through the playoffs, through the playoffs to play for. So yeah, this um, definitely has something at least to play for. Yeah, this game was uh, Patrick Sandoval again. Don't expect a lot of innings. You know, they kind of keep him in that pitch count. He went three and a third. He gave up two hits, one and run, three walks. You don't like to see that. Strike out three. He did okay in his three and a third. Right. I mean, and, and it kind of fits with what they've been doing with him for the past month. Um, Sixty-one pitches, um, the three walks. Like you know, that will get your pitch count up. 
quick, especially when you only pitch three and a third. So that's pretty much a walk per inning. Um, one of the things that was a good thing that the Angels fans saw for the first time in a long time was that David Estella was Yay. activated prior to the game and, and was, be able to, was able to DH. Boom, boom. Unfortunately, you know, he came back and went 0 for 4. But, yeah. I mean, missing that much time and not being able to go to the minor leagues and, and get some kind of live batting practice. I mean, 0 for 4 is perfectly understandable. Yeah, went, you just like to see him out there taking some hacks. He went in there cold as, like, cold as cold can be. Uh, and so did the Angels because, obviously, they got shut out 4 nothing. It was a close game. It was one nothing until the 8th when Luis Garcia came in and gave up three runs to the Astros. The Astros only had four runs on four hits. So it was one of those games where... The Angels could have pulled it off, but there was just no offense in this game. Um, the Astros just simply um, handled the Angels uh, offensively. Right. No, yeah. absolutely. It, it, you know, like I said, at this point, the Angels are kind of just hoping to get out of there healthy. But, um, you know, La Stella being back is definitely a big plus um, at the end of the year. Just to kind of, like I said, see him in the box regardless of what the outcome is. Absolutely. good. That's a bright spot. You take your bright spots in seasons like this. You pick your little moments and you and you grab them and you you say, this is what I remember. So definitely La Stella coming back is a bright spot in that game. So getting heading into the next game on Saturdays was Jose Suarez to start. He went five innings. He gave up three hits, two in runs, two walks, six Ks. Now, he didn't pitch bad. The Angels had a 3-0 lead heading into the 6th when the Astros would explode for 5 runs. And then they would tack on another one in the 7th. The Astros end up winning this one 6-3. But again, the Angels, like, didn't get blown out in this game. It was just kind of one of those. Yeah, and, and, and kind of like what you said, Suarez did, you know, for a kid that um, wasn't probably supposed to be up this year, he went 5 innings, 3 hits, 2 earned runs, um, yeah, 84 pitches. So, again, his pitch count is kind of limited right now. There's no reason to stretch him out to 110 pitches. Absolutely not. Um, everything was closed until Luke Bard came in one inning, three three earned runs off of one hit. Yeah, which is you know you have a you have a a walk batter, a hit by pitch, and and yeah. then and then I believe a home run. Right, there's your three runs off of, off of one hit. So um, again, Goodwin and Simmons both homer in this game. Goodwin absolutely making a case to be that starting right fielder come. Uh, begin opening day 2020, which is something we'll talk about, I'm sure, today and, and moving into the offseason. For sure. So, Angels lose this one 6-3. The best I can hope for is a salvage the finale. Salvage the season finale. Didn't really go that way. <laughs> uh, Sunday's game, Dylan Peters only went three and a third. Again, up and down with Peters. Three and a third, seven hits, seven earned runs, two walks, two strikeouts. The Astros scored all their runs in the first four innings, scoring at least one run in each of those first four innings. Other than that, the Angels kind of were close. They ended up losing this one eight to five, finishing the season seventy two and ninety. Ideally, I mean, we want to be in the playoffs. This was a you know this was a worse season than even last year. Yeah. Uh, but with a lot of the injuries and the tighter skag situation, I mean, do you really blame this season on on on? I mean, I don't think you can pinpoint on just one thing. And here and there's a lot of things that you can pinpoint. To why the Angels no, had a yeah, terrible season. Completely, yeah. And kind of going back to Sunday's game, again, a bright spot for the team. Listella back in the lineup gets his first got a hit. hit. Yep. Got his first hit back, went one for five. Uh, Thais, uh, two home runs, four RBI uh, day. So, you know, there's a lot of questions coming into the offseason, especially with some of these young guys like a Thais, like a Ward, like a Walsh. Mm. Where do they fit in? If they fit in, you know, um, Thais, two home run game, I think. I think he did finish the season with his only home runs being at, at, home. at Angel Stadium. Yeah. So, you know, he something's going to have to change there. But um, a lot of questions going into the season. You know, yeah. La Stella, where does he fit in? Does he fit in still with, with you know, with the emergence of Fletcher and, and, and Red Hifo? So, yeah. 
Um, definitely the offseason is going to be full of storylines and things to look out for. Um, not to mention the Emmanuel Giro change we will get to in a second. What? Is that right. is that some news? Drop the bomb. What? No. Um, yeah. So, again, uh, the Angels get swept by Houston to finish off the season, the, the season and the, the series, obviously. Um, no doubt that Houston is a favorite to win the American League, uh, along with the Yankees. It's going to be a, a yeah, I think crazy betting, postseason. Speaking of my bookie, I think betting-wise, they are favorite to win just the World Series in general. I mean, you look with at the, that three-man do- rotation. With the Dodgers right behind them. But, yeah, I mean, especially in that first round where you go, where it's the best of five, where your first round, your first three games where you can lose all three and then you, you're done mm-hmm. is, is – I think they, it came out. They're going Cole – no, they're going Verlander, Verlander Cole, Cole, and Granke. Um, good luck. And not to mention, I mean, even like, you know, you, you get away from Granky, they still have a guy like Wade Miley in the rotation who's pitched great in the postseason in the past. And it's just ridiculous how good really Houston is. And 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 you know, let's not overlook how good they are because this is a team that the Angels, if the Angels want to do something, are gonna have to battle the American League West with. And it, not even in the American League West, but if next year the Angels make some moves, they're in the playoff picture. Eventually you're gonna have to deal with Houston. Even if you think we're not gonna win the West this is a team you might match up with in the playoffs, and God, they're good. They're good. They're oh, stacked. absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where you hate to see it as an Angel fan because Houston is in the, the same division, but when you look at it, you know, as a kind of a neutral perspective, Houston's going to be around for yeah. a while. Like, granted, yeah, they probably will lose Cole at the end of the year, but they still seem to be in a good position where – um, yeah, they might not be as good next year, but they still will be a, a threat, a legitimate 90, threat. A 90, mid-90s win team next mm-hmm. year, even with alcohol, I believe. Um, so as Angel fans, you kind of hope you start picking at that yeah. that lead they have for the West and really make a serious stride as far as competing for the wild card next year. Yeah, this team, and then not even just pitching aside, you look at that lineup from top to bottom. You got Springer, you got Correa, you have Bregman. Who am I missing? Um, Altuve. Altuve. Who's the other? Not. Um, they got the new kid. They got just brought up. Um, uh, he's blank. I'm blanking. Yeah, me the, too. Uh, but I mean, literally, they brought up another guy in the middle of the year, and he's yeah. absolutely crushing the ball right now. So. Yeah, Redick. You have. Um, is Yuli Gurriel still on the team? I don't think so, but no. I don't know. But hey, either way, I mean, you this look is at all the, angels, not all Astros. Damn yeah, it. yeah, I know. You look at that six, and it's uh, it's crazy. It's a crazy lineup from top to bottom. So the Angels are definitely going to have to deal with with them moving forward. But again, this is just to recap the season: seventy-two and ninety. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the worst season they've had. I mean, you actually, we when we talked about this on our live stream, we went back a little bit further. Yeah. But I mean, even if you go to the two thousand thirteen, there were seventy-eight and eighty-four. So that was probably the worst season. <laughs> In the social era. This, yeah. You know, so exactly not what you want. You know, 72 wins isn't pretty. Um, you know, but what this team went through this year, injuries, you know, the Tyler incident and all that stuff. It, it, you know, I don't know realistically where fans thought it was going to go. Right. Once all that stuff started happening. I right. know me and myself included, I kind of had high expectations coming into the year just because, you know, you kind of felt that relief that trout's you know resigned yeah, you have the release yeah, yeah. that you know otani will still be able to bat you know you you kind of had these somewhat high expectations but when everything started kind of falling apart as far as injuries and like i said the um tyler incident was huge i don't think you can measure that um and just the lack of performance from free agents i mean we, we we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later but yeah i just think 
for the expectation that was kind of coming to the season, it was really a bad season. But you know, I guess a, a bright spot is there's only up from here. Yeah, I mean, where I hope so. I don't want to go any further down. That's for dang sure. But I think any further down is teams that tank. I mean, we're talking about Chicago, Baltimore, not, uh, Baltimore, Detroit. Yeah. Um, and I and know, and I think like that. yeah, I think the Angels will never get to that point just because of 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 the um of where they've gone yeah, as an organization. Think, you, know, you know, they're not that team anymore. To, to tank that has to come from the top the tank and be okay with it. And I People who I, don't spend money at all. Right, and, I, like and I don't think yeah. Artie's that, uh, he's that not, at all. No. Um, people want to give him crap for not spending. I think he's just, he's wise about his spending. He just, you know, I don't think he is Mr. Throw it out there to throw it out there, but I don't think he's going to be one of those guys either that says, okay, let's tank and no, do no. talent and all that stuff. So. Yeah, people people want to talk about how much he doesn't spend, but if you look at how much he's actually spent in the last, you know, since he's on the team, it's, it's pretty high up there. And, and yeah, it hasn't, rendered results but that's baseball i mean you look at the dodgers they haven't won since 1988 and they spend a lot of money every year so you, you can't just blame Artie moreno for it the players on the field are the ones that play the game and, and they go out and they sign these guys hoping that they they can produce and when it doesn't happen it doesn't happen that's it's a roll of dice it's sports um and if you would like to roll the dice go to mybookie.ag and use promo code chair wow um transition right hey so let's let, we got a lot to talk about today we have our this is our awards show so we have we have a little segment on the show that we want to you just give can't awards. see we're in tuxedos and bow ties and everything we should we should come up with a name for our halo heavenies or something like that for our awards <laughs> but um let's take our commercial break now early in the show so that we can get into the awards we can get into the news i think there's some news going on right, in the world just a little bit and, and then baseball in general right and then uh our live uh a live segment in question so let's go to commercial break here from a sponsor we, we will be right back What's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back again. Check out our sponsors. That's um, www.groomgoon.com. You make sure to use promo code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, and then visit www.epicradiotv.com. All right, let's get into our awards for this season. It was This was the hardest awards that we've ever had to do in just two year history. Yeah, just because 
Like, we were not a very good team, and a lot of the stats matched up. And, and, and very important well, yeah. guys on the team, obviously. But and then especially just, with our v, uh, MVP, we said MVP, no trout. not Trout, because obviously there's no fun in that because that's like, oh, that's easy. Like, yeah. oh, Trout, oh. It's like our uh, our thing we did, our, our poll we did on uh, Instagram where we picked the best outfielder, outfielder not, not named Trout. Because that would have ran away with it. Yeah, so we had to exclude Mike Trout in this one, guys, so just make sure – you guys who are listening going, what the hell? Why is not Mike Trout the MVP? Obviously, obviously. He's, this is like the second tier MVP, the, the co-MVP, I guess, if you want to say right. it. But, yeah. So, so we had we had four categories, and I believe they're the same four as last year. We had Rookie of the Year, Newcomer of the Year, which is just a guy that came onto the team. It could be a rookie. It could, could be, be a, a guy, a free agent. Um, we got Pitcher of the Year, and then we have, obviously, the MVP award. So we'll start out with Rookie of the Year. Go ahead. You can go first, Will, and I'll go second. Okay. So my rookie of the year, this one, I don't know if it was obvious because I, I looked at all the rookies and we had a lot of guys that came up and made their debuts, and but no one had the impact, I guess, that this man had. And I'm going with Luis Rangifo. Um He came in right around May and was thrown into the starting lineup and was pretty much our second baseman all year long. His batting average wasn't great. He batted 238. He had seven home runs and 33 RBIs, which is not bad for a guy his size. You look at him, he's sneaky with his power. To hit seven home runs and drive in 33 in his rookie season, kind of just thrown out there. He's 21 years old. Um, I think he's a future second baseman of the Angels, or, or, or you know, they can they can plug him in that middle infield spot. I think he's got a bright future with the Angels. I think moving forward, he's a guy. So my guy was Luis Renjifo for rookie year. Yeah, see, I was thinking him, and like kind of going through my thought process. I was thinking Renjifo. I was thinking Canning. Those are the kind of the mm. first two guys that automatically popped out. Canning, you know, the, the abbreviated season. I just you know, for what he showed, he showed he showed some promise, which is great. Um, Renifa was a great choice too, because he he played a ton of games, and maybe some people can argue that maybe he wasn't ready for it, and he did a really good job adapting to it on the fly. Again, like you said, twenty one year old. Last year he shot up through the system, so he didn't spend a whole lot of time in AAA Mm-mm. to the, kind of develop and fine tune some things. But the rookie that I picked, and I don't know, I I guess I kind of found a loophole. Because technically he is a rookie because he had rookie eligibility coming into the season. Ty Buttry. Okay. He only pitched 15 innings last year with the Angels when he got traded over. Um, and I think 50 innings is the point where you stop becoming a quote-unquote rookie. So um, technically this year was his rookie year. Next year he won't be. But I picked Ty Buttry because, I mean, if you take away from the later in the year where he struggled, and a lot of people take that as – him being overused and him just having tons of innings as a mm-hmm. young guy. There was a stretch at, the, at you know, pre-All-Star break where he went from the start of the season to the end of June where um, his ERA was at 233. He was a guy that was constantly competing for that closing spot. Um, 38 in a two-thirds innings at same time period. His batting average against was uh, 238. Um, but uh, 47 strikeouts and 11 walks that same, again, from the beginning of the season to the end of June. Um, so to me, that was my rookie of the year just because, you know, maybe you look at his total numbers. It, they weren't great, great, but you definitely, as Angel fans, seen um, promise and seen um, the ability to be something that someone that can contribute going into the future in that bullpen. Now that you have Robles that stepped up and be the closer. Now that you have Middleton back from um, Tommy John surgery. And so you have those three guys in there. They can definitely be a really good back end of the bullpen for the angels. Absolutely. I mean, great pick. I like that. I like that you found the loop. I thought about you for a second and I said, 
I had him up in a different category, and I was like, ah, whatever. But I went with Rahifo. So moving to the next award, the Halo Haveny Award, uh, newcomer of the year. What was your newcomer of the year? I we think, had our we had our fair share. Yeah, I think obviously the first two that come to mind for Angel fans are obviously going to be Brian Goodwin and Dave and um, and Listella. Uh, they, I mean, those are the first two that popped in my mind. Um, I went with Brian Goodwin just because of the pure fact that he did. I mean, he played a lot this year for a guy that didn't win that that fourth outfielder job in the off season, and it went to Peter Borges. Um, him coming back, and I still remember like the first game we went to. My wife and I during the season, he had a t- he had a tough game. He was I think he went over at the plate. He misplayed a ball in the outfield that caused like a two runs, and people were there who were booing. I remember that people were booing, and the oh, fact yeah. that he turned it around. You know, defensively, he's still kind of average maybe um being nice but offensively he brought it he went 17 home runs um over 136 games uh on base plus slugging of 796 and for a guy that got claimed by waivers on march 27th i think the season started like march 30th so for a guy to just all right pick up and go you know, obviously lose his spot, lose his fourth outfielding spot, but still be able to grind and finally get the call up when, you know, obviously when um, uh, Upton got hurt in the preseason or the, you know, spring training. But I think he definitely deserved the newcomer of the year, and he's someone that will definitely be on the Angels roster next year. Well, that's who I went with. Um, Brian Goodwin, 17 home runs, 47 RBIs, batted 262 in 134 games. Um, not just though, not just that, but what he brought, um, uh, speed wise on the base pass. Um, and then just the fact that we weren't expecting anything from him. He was a guy who came in here, just, just pick him up. He adds depth, um, probably a, a serviceable guy to have just in case it doesn't work out with Borges. And you looked at what he did. I mean, he went above and beyond what he was supposed to. My other guy was Tommy Lestella, and I, I'm not, I'm not gonna take him out of the equation. I, this is he, Lestella finished the year with 16 home runs, 44 RBIs, right. batting 295. That was an 80 game. So if you project um, to 160, his projected numbers would have been 32 home runs and 88 RBIs. Now that's him playing the way he was all year right. long. But, An all star. Like, yeah. Honestly, yeah, I think those were the two main guys, Lestella mm-hmm. and, and and Goodwin. But you know, it, it was super unfortunate to see. Lestella go out the way he did as far as with the um what was it the broken kneecap or whatever right. um yeah yeah I would have loved to see how his season would have developed all the way through if he stayed healthy because if he did I, I he would definitely have been that um offensive spark that the Angels needed at certain times of you know later in the season now I'm not saying if he was healthy the Angels are competing for a wild card spot but if he is healthy you know you can see maybe the wind total being around 77 78 somewhere around there obviously still not what you want but i think it would be better and, and anytime you have a bat like that in the lineup with you know obviously before you got injured before child got injured before otani got injured um having those guys there would be a big plus and i'm, I'm really excited and, and interested i guess is a better word interested to see how he responds back from it and if he can still catch that um that fire you know, uh, next season, um, given a chance to play, you know, either third or second base. 
Yeah, uh, Stella. Again, we can't go without rec- you know recognizing him as a the guy that probably would have won it had he have stayed healthy. Oh, definitely. And he um, kept on going the way he did. I mean, yeah. Honestly, if he kept on going the way he did, he would be competing for the MVP, not named Trout. Yeah, thirty-two home runs, eighty-eight RBIs was. Yeah, he probably would have been the MVP, not named Trout. Yeah, exactly. That's our. You know? I think that's gonna be our new award title. Yeah. We have Rookie of the Year. We have MVP, not named Trout. Not named I got a Trout. feeling every year that's. Kind of a given for uh, Angels, but yeah. All right, so moving forward to the next Halo Haveny Award was Pitcher of the Year. Now, I had a little bit of a tough time with this one because I wanted my Pitcher of the Year. I looked at my Pitcher and I saw him right away and I said, I know who it is. Then I said, shoot, this dude might be my MVP too. But I decided to go with a different MVP, you know, because I felt like let's just not use the same guy twice. So, my pitcher of the year is Hansel Robles. Um, yeah, I mean, the guy went 5-1 and one with a 2.48 ERA in 71 games. In so 71 games, he threw 72 and two-thirds innings. He had 75 strikeouts, which means a strikeout per inning. Um, and he finished with 23 saves. So this guy, again, another guy that got picked up last season, just a waiver claim. This guy showed up, pitched well in spring training, had live arm. Angel saw something in him. He proved it this year. I think he earned his. We talked about it in the last podcast. I think he earned his spot as next year's closer. It's his job to lose. But there's no doubt that Hounsel Robles, to me, was this year's pitcher there. And he was almost my MVP. No, I think that's a great, great pick because looking at it, you know, obviously starting pitchers wasn't the strength of the <laughs> Angels. So I kind of, yeah. I kind of bypassed the, those guys. Do you and- know who led our team in wins? I'm going to say Haney just because, but I doubt it. I think no. it's probably what Suarez no. or someone. It was Pena. But you know how many wins he had? Five? No, your claw. He had eight. Eight, okay. That's, yeah. oh my God. Okay, yeah. go well, ahead. Even, like, what was it? Was it last year? Ten. Or, Ten was, yeah. So. At least it was double digits. <laughs> yeah, so obviously we know the Angels need to yeah. um, upgrade. But no, you know, pitcher, like I said, I, I kind of bypassed the starters and started looking at relievers. Yeah. Um, Robles was an idea. Ty Butchery was an idea. Ty Butchery um, was an idea. Cam Bedrosian, I, I don't think people gave him the credit he, he deserved well. this year after having mm-hmm. a pretty rough um, season last year, but he his numbers are really good. But, you know, the guy I went with, obviously, is... I mean, I don't think there's any other option there. And, you know, on top of the numbers that you were talking about, if you're just talking from August to the end of the year, we're talking 21 games, an ERA below mm. two with 28 strikeouts and only four walks. I mean, it seemed like God, once... amazing. It seemed like once the Angels finally... Gave him the reins as a, oh yeah, and, and said you're the closure. There's not a competition confident between you, level. You and, you and Cody Allen. There's not a competition between you and Butchie. This is your gig. He absolutely took it and ran with it. Yeah. Um, not to mention the best entrance I've ever seen ever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, th- there was an article towards the end of the year, and I'm, I can't remember who. I can't remember if it was OC Register with with uh, Jeff Fletcher or if it was uh, uh, Bill Shaken. Bill, not Bill Shaken, but L.A. Times with Maria Torres. Oh, but okay. One of them had an article, and I kind of asked them about, you know, the, the gist of it was, you know, what's the difference between being put on waivers from the Mets last year and now this year? Because, like you said, 23 saves this year. Before this year, his total saves was five. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yeah. what's the difference? And he said when he got into the clubhouse, they let him be him. Yeah. Let him be, you know, he is kind of, from what I've heard, he is kind of like a little prankster. And he likes to kind of have fun. And the fact that they didn't 
tell him to change or tell him, hey, that's not the baseball way or whatever. And he was able to be himself. Seems like he was relaxed. And then once he got that that closing job, then he became confident. And oh, when you're yeah. relaxed and confident as a closer and you have the stuff he has, I mean, it, it, it worked out perfect for the Angels. Another great pickup um, from Epler. You know, I think guys like to give him a hard time, which I understand with the, with the other free agent signings. But I guess waiver claims is his his money because right. you have Goodwin, you have Lestella. Uh, Lestella. Well, Lestella was a trade for money, was straight, yeah. straight cash. But that was one of those deals like who the hell would trade for Lestella? Right, and yeah. then and then and then Robles again picked up at the end of last year or towards the end of last year. Right, but yeah, he's definitely the pitcher of the year. He proved that he can take this. Um, uh, closing role and, and do great things with it. And it's definitely going to be his next year to lose. Now, obviously, um, if stuff struggles or something goes different, then yeah. But you, can, I, I can ninety nine percent guarantee that he's going to be the closer going into the season next year, regardless. You know, barring injury or anything like that. Right on. So we we were was a good win and Robles. We were on on point with there. We're on there. So okay, team MVP. Not named Mike Trout. This one was a little difficult for me. Like I said, I almost went with Robles. Um, and I was looking at numbers, you know, just, you know, offensive, defensive, you know, one guy set apart. I said, what's more important? It was hard because a lot of, you know, it was a tough season. So numbers weren't crazy. Um, numbers didn't jump out at you other than like the numbers that Robles put up. Um, so it was a tough one. Um, do you want me to go first, or do you want? To yeah, go? no, go ahead. All right, so my team MVP again. Team MVP, not, not named Mike, Mike Trout, because obviously gonna... that's going to be the easiest pick in the world. So we went MVP, not not named, Mike, named Trout. Mike Trout. So I went with the Halo Haveny Award from Johnny Maz goes for team MVP, not not named Mike Trout goes to Albert Pujols. Um, Albert batted. You know, his batting average is low. He batted 244. But just set that aside. He played in 131 games. And that's a great point because if at the beginning of the year, if you were to tell me, okay, out of Trout, Otani, um, and Pujols, who would be the healthy one at the end of the year? I would have said 99% it, it, it's going to be Otani or Trout. Or it's Trout. not going to be Pujols. But. Yeah. 131 games at his age with his knees, with his foot, all that stuff. His whole lower body. body. His whole lower body. Yeah, he played in 131 games, a lot of those at first base. Played some very solid first base. He can pick it over there still at his age. He had 23 home runs and had 93 RBIs, which was second only to Mike Trout. I think he was uh, second in RBIs, third in home runs, uh, only behind uh, Trout in RBIs and then Trout and Calhoun. And uh, home runs. He only struck out 68 times and 491 at-bats. That's less than 100 strikeouts and almost 500 at-bats. Um, he had an OPS of 734. To me, I mean, those numbers stand out. I mean, I think without him in the lineup, 93 RBIs, it did not get driven in. Um, his OPS of 734. That's pretty pretty decent for a guy like our Pujols who, you know, people like to rag on. So, it was a tough decision. My my runner up was David Fletcher. Um, I I couldn't. And, I couldn't and, look for, past and, for, and for someone that said, "Oh, he's not." I, exactly. <laughs> I at the beginning of the season was not sold on Fletcher. 
was not sold on this guy being, you know, a guy who a championship caliber team starts every day. Or not starts, but is like your starting second baseman or whatever. I could see him plugging in everywhere every day. But I just didn't see him as that guy. And he had a great season. But I had to go with Pujols because you look at the the uh, RBI production from our Pujols. Um, what he was able to do in 131. Just the fact that he played in 131 games is amazing. Yeah, uh, but other than the 131, I mean, those are very impressive numbers for the situation that he, the role that he's supposed to play now. Right, and, and, and so. kind of like we were talking about before we started, when we started thinking of, again, MVPs not named Mike Trout, yeah. um, a couple names popped up right away, and I'm like, okay, well, these are the names I know. I got to kind of do a little more research and kind of figure out where their, their end of the season, kind of where they stand. And to me, like Albert was one of them. Cole was one. Cole of them. was one of them too. Goodwin was one of yeah. them. And then David, like you said, David, David Fletcher, Fletcher was a, was one of them. That was like, okay, these guys played big roles in the season. Um, especially all you know, all four of those guys that I mentioned all stayed healthy for the majority of the season, and they were, you know, a big contributor. But mine, and I'm kind of the same boat you are. I, I didn't think of him as an everyday guy last or the beginning of this year no, but my no, no. my MVP not named Mike Trout again I can't get that enough because yeah, I don't want to get any yeah. I don't want to get any at me's uh, saying what, why didn't you pick Mike Trout but the MVP not named Mike Trout for me David Fletcher yeah okay um, he played 154 games which is the most on the team mm-hmm. so it's, you know with this team's talking about staying healthy yeah. I mean this was the guy that stayed healthy um, you know 30 doubles most on the team 173 hits. Mm-hmm. That's most on the team. Second place was Trout, and he had only 137. So you're talking like almost a 40 hit difference. Mm-hmm. Um, average was second with 290. So he's a high average guy. So I didn't really look. I didn't take the lack of numbers, lack of um, like power numbers. Oh, that's not his. Because that's not his game. Yeah. So for like what he does, get on base, yeah. get doubles. You know, and, and even the eye test where. It seemed like every time he came up in a clutch situation, he maybe he didn't score the guy, but he at least moved the guy over or at least got a hit to allow the guy go from like first to third and set somebody else up. Mm-hmm. But and then you talk about ver, um, him playing multiple positions. He played third base 90 times. He played second base 42 times. He played shortstop 39 times. And he played outfield 23 times. Super uh, utility. Super utility guy, which you know, normally doesn't get the kind of praise it should, but looking at those numbers, I mean, like I said, when you take Trout out of it, there's a bunch of guys that are just kind of clustered in that next level. And for me, yeah. I guess part of it for me too was expectation. I may expect lots so uh, expect a lot. So when he it delivered, I was just like, I, you know, that's my, yeah. that's my MVP. That's so why I, I picked Pujols too. Cause I was like, eh. and then you look at the numbers, but yeah, Fletcher was my second. And, and I just looked at numbers and I, and you know, I, like I wrote down here, like, plays great defense in different positions and that's another thing it's it's more than just numbers like it's just what they bring to the table like Fletcher is a guy that you can count on to make contact be that gritty player and Pujols is a guy that you know when you don't look at the numbers you're like this is a clubhouse guy who probably kept this team together too so a great pick on Fletcher I I like I just I just went with Pujols just because just I don't know I just went with it was either one or two. Like it was yeah, really no, hard and, for me. and exactly like, kind of like what yeah. we were saying when 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 we started thinking when I started thinking about this, four names came to mind automatically. Like yeah. I said, I had Cole Holtz in there too. Holtz was definitely one of them. Uh, obviously, Fletcher was one of them, but Cole and Goodwin were the other like top four you want to put there for like the MVP of the year. That's not named Trout, right? Um, so yeah, I, I mean, 
for what I thought Fletcher was going to be this year, yeah, uh, he totally absolutely. outshot what he what I thought. Now, oh yeah, moving into the next year, it'll be really interesting. Where, like I said, he played four positions this year where he fits, where he fits in. in. So that's going to be something interesting to see. Um, but yeah, for this year, he I mean he did he did awesome. He did great. Yeah, he he exceeded my expectations. I'll eat crow a little bit on that because. And I wanted him to. I, yeah, I wanted him. To, I wanted him to prove me wrong. I really did, and he did. He 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 went out there and 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 and, and produced and, and did great. So that does it for our awards. This is always a fun a fun little thing that we do at the end of the year for the last two years. Um, let's move into the news, and obviously the big news that happened in Angels uh, World Country is that um, they fired uh, Josh Paul. The, yeah, exactly. Josh Paul and uh, pitching coach. Yeah, uh, Doug White. Doug White. No, I'm um, just kidding. Um, so Monday after the season, uh, Billy Epler and uh, I guess released same, something, uh, a statement saying that Brad Osmus has been relieved of duties, um, you know, pretty much effective immediately, um, which I, at the time, thought I was really shocked. I was. And then you realize who came available that same, you know, pretty much that same day at Joe Madden, um, kind of made sense. Um, you know, this season you talk about Brad and, and what he did. Obviously there are some moves that you can question one way or the other. Um, but I don't know how you get a true judgment on this season with everything that happened. It's not a typical season, but they did move on. Um, Billy Epler later on, um, put out a statement, I believe either it was Monday or Tuesday. He said, I want to, th- this is quote, I want to thank Brad for his hard work and dedication to this organization over the last two season, two seasons as both a special assistant and field manager. He navigated this franchise through one of the most difficult seasons with class and professionalism, end quote. So again, um, kind of a quote that you kind of figured was coming from Billy Epler. They're not going to come out. He's not going <laughs> to, Billy Epler's not going to come out. He's like, man, I fucked that up. <laughs> So um, that happened Monday, Tuesday. It comes out that, um, like you said, uh, bench coach um, Josh Paul and then Doug White, pitching coach, right. both got let go. As of right now, that's all the um, staff movement that's going to happen. Now, when they bring in the new manager, um, that manager can have, again, obviously free reign to who they want, yeah. where they want. Their and stuff staff. Like that. So. As of right now, we're kind of a holding pattern, but um, that's the big news. And when the um, news came out about Osmonds getting fired, we jumped on Instagram Live so we can talk about kind of the, some stuff we talked about on there. But um, I was surprised. What was your reaction when no, you first saw the news? Yeah, definitely surprised because you can't just place blame on everything on Brad Osmonds. And and like you said, like, there's some moves already questioning, but that's just everybody. Everybody was questioning. Last year, it was everybody, anybody but Sosha. Now this year was anybody but Osman. So you're gonna get those fans who just don't just don't they blame the manager and everything. They blame the pitching coach for the mistakes a pitcher makes when they're major league baseball players that shouldn't even need a pitching coach, to be honest with you. But that's neither here nor there. Um I think you just one season is not enough, especially with the injuries and the, the, the Tyler Skaggs incident, you know. Um just, you know, the MVP going on at the end of the month, this and that. Um you can't place the total blame on the how bad this team was on a guy like Rand Osmus. Um, you know, who knows how good he could have been with a really good lineup with everybody in the lineup every day. But they chose to move on. I was surprised, definitely, especially since he signed through 2021. Right, you so know, you're I, paying him. I yeah. mean, 
it was funny though, and we talked about this on the on Instagram live when we talked about it. I talked to a couple guys and I asked them like, "Hey, did I miss something? What is his salary or what is owed to him these next two years?" It's not out there. It's not out there. So, you know, barring some kind of maybe buyout, maybe they only had to pay him seventy five percent. They buy them all out now, but you know, there's a bunch of stuff out there. That I have no idea. So, I this might affect spending like how much they spend in free agency and how close they get or how if they go past the luxury tax at all but definitely something that um is interesting and something to watch out for um later on and this is from red bollinger from mlb.com uh this is from his tweet epler said that the availability of other managers did not play a role in firing Osmond. he said they have yet to formulate a list of potential managers but that the first or but that's the first order of business i don't believe it no. I don't believe it at all. Well, you know, there is a list of managers that are available, but I think the very top tip top of that one is Mr. Joe Madden. And you just don't fire a guy who has two more years left on his contract, um, who you can't blame everything on. Even Epler and Moreno know that you just can't place blame on Osmus for this season. It's not all his fault. Um, you just don't fire a guy like that unless you have – an inkling or an idea that maybe you can go out and get a guy like Joe Madden or get the guy that they want on this team. Um, yeah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. So, again, we're on Instagram Live right now. So uh, one guy asked on there, what's the percentage of Joe Madden coming to the Angels? I hope at least 80% definitely who I want. Um, you know, I think 75 80% is actually kind of accurate just pretty, because pretty there's been talks there, yeah. back and forth about it. Joe Madden, obviously – has a history with the Angels. Nothing's ever 100% guaranteed one way or the other. I'll never sit here and say 100% he's coming or 100% he's not coming. You know, I, I think 80, 75, 80% is probably a good barometer or a good um, percentage. But, you know, you just never know with, with baseball. You never know, you know, they can have a deal set and then at the 12th hour, a little detail about this or that can fall through. But definitely a, uh, I, I would say Joe Madden is definitely the leader. Even if oh, the, yeah. even if the Angels don't want to admit it, he I, should be everybody's leader too, though. Oh, but yeah. and then, but yeah, uh, today the the Mets fired their manager, Mickey Calloway. Yeah, so now that means seven teams are without managers as we speak right now. So um, Joe Madden, probably not for the Cubs, but for all the other six teams, should probably be high on their list for sure. Um, Christian Nunez says it was rumored that if Madden comes. Cole would be interested in coming from Houston. Is that true? Well, Cole has been interested in coming to the Angels since he yeah, was a kid. Yeah, I, I talked. Yeah, I <laughs> talked to a couple guys. One guy that covers Houston. Yeah, that covers the uh, Astros for the Houston Chronicle. Mm-hmm. He said every time he's in Anaheim, he has no. He isn't. He's not shy about sharing. Like, oh, when he was a kid, coming down the fifty-seven and seeing the halo and and all that stuff. So, um, the Cole rumors about him wanting to come to Angels were there. You know before uh this whole madden osmus thing happened so way before i don't think those two can are going to be connected i don't think if if the angels do it wouldn't hurt yeah no it wouldn't hurt but i don't think if if madden gets the gig it's automatic exactly i think those two are going to be completely separate and completely um you know one's not going to depend on the others put it that way no um we'll go to our emails here uh lamar washington emailed us at all angels podcast at gmail.com it's not much of a question just a comment he said man i'm very interested to hear you who you all feel is the MVP of the team. And, yeah, it should be a slow offseason, right? Complete opposite of slow offseason. But, yeah, I, I kind of I saw that and I kind of figured he was Yeah, um, he's being sarcastic, sarcastic yeah. for sure. 
Um, Duncan Healy also on the All Angels podcast at gmail.com. So he says, so Madden, Girardi, Hurdle. Hmm. What right. do you think? I mean, we talked to Matt. We talked about Madden. I think Madden, Girardi, I am not interested in it oof. at all. Hurdle, I'm not interested in it at all. I Dusty mean, Bakers even came God, into the conversation. Like, I, 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 we talked again. This is kind of what Ugh. we talked about on the live stream when we uh, first heard about the firing. If, if, if it's not Madden, go young. Go with a Ch- Eric Chavez that was kind of already in the mix last year, and maybe the the organization didn't feel 100% comfortable with him. Maybe they felt like a player. Maybe he needed another mm-hmm. year of kind of understanding things and kind of getting more information about stuff. And if they don't get Madden, I, you know, that's not a bad backup plan. You have a young team kind of developing in the minor leagues and that can, he can come up and, um, you know, uh, relate to them i don't think it's about x's and o's right now it's more about relating to these players and and making them work hard for you not necessarily putting a hit and run on at the right time bunting at the right time because uh a lot of these teams are analytical and they will use that to make those kind of decisions it's getting those players to play hard for you and it seems like a lot of the young managers do that a lot easier than you know old school this is the way it's going to be done whether or not you like it or not kind of kind of guys mm-hmm uh, let's take some from so it will go yeah we'll go to instagram live uh okay we just went over that one whoops wrong button uh you think we will do a better job with free agent pitching signings this year yes last year's bus i do i think last year was just a buffer to this year I yeah think it they, definitely was i think they've always had the garrett cole um in their mind yeah so they didn't want to soak up a lot of that money last year with and let's be honest, some of the pitchers that were available last year were okay, were probably B-plus level kind of pitchers. But when you know a Garrett Cole is a hometown guy, is interested in the Anaheim area in general, and he's going to be a free agent the next year, you don't want to tie up a bunch of your payroll and guys that you're kind of interested in. Yeah, obviously you want we think they're going to do better. It can't get any worse. Um, and again, there were one-year deals that we wash our hands with now. We, we, we don't even have to worry about Matt Harvey or Trevor Cahill or anybody like that uh, now. Now moving forward, they're able to sign Cole uh, and then pick up another uh, solid, you know, four, or three, four, two, three, four guy. They're going to be all right. Any, anything's better than what they did in the last two years. So, yeah, I think they're going to do better. And another one from Instagram from Mike underscore 40 under six, underscore six. Um, I heard the plan is to bring Madden and have Chavez from Salt Lake as the, his bench coach for his final four to five years to groom him to take the reins. I mean, I haven't heard that, but that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you go Even if you go back to Madden's time in Tampa Bay and then obviously time in Chicago, he actually has had a lot of his bench coaches um, end up being managers in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. So... That's not unheard of. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, if you sure. listen to the podcast, I actually did a, 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 a interview with a, with um, Danny Rocket. He does a podcast that follows the Cubs, kind of like what we do. Um, and and that's kind of the one things he said. He's like, you know, you get Madden, you're normally pretty confident with the staff he brings around because of that. I mean, uh, I think he said the the Orioles coach. Is now, I mean, obviously the Orioles are a whole different mess, but he got hired, so he got hired for a reason. And there's other coaches that are kind of from that Joe Madden tree. So if they want to bring Chavez in and be his bench coach, I'm perfectly fine oh, with no, it. I mean, with that. and Madden has said before that, you know, maybe another four or five years, and then he's going to kind of um, walk off into the sunset with his glass of wine being a, a, 
a wine guy. Um, and, and, and that makes it easy transition if you do that. But first things first, you got to get Joe. You got to be able to, to finish off that um, that deal. Yeah. Uh, Jacob dot Mason 27. What's your guy's opinion on Joe? Joe Dallas. Arizona Fall League performance so far. He's heating up. He started slow. People were jumping off the, the, the roofs because he was starting slow. But as far as Arizona Fall League, it's just about getting that bats. Performance-wise, if he goes 0 for 5 every night, um, of course, you know, it's, it's, it's you worry a bit. But goes 0 for 4 one night, goes 1 for 2 the next night. Goes, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a really small sample size. Yeah. I mean, but. Getting at bats and playing every day. But to his point, like we were saying, Joe Adele has been on a roll recently. Yeah, he's heating up, um, man. He is 14 for 26 with a six-game hitting streak. Yeah. Um, and he raised his average from .042 to three. He's now batting 300. Two oh, home yeah. runs, a double last night. That uh, speaks to his talent. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just a matter of time with him. Again, we've always t- we talked about this with the Fall League. It's the cream of the crop. It's, mm-hmm. it's the top prospects in baseball that are there um, he's playing against. So, obviously, he might have some kind of adjustment period. But I think the true Joe Adele is starting to come out now with his, his his streak and him actually hitting the ball hard. And, again, home runs. He has two home runs so far. Mm-hmm. He has a handful of extra base hits. So um, not worried at all. Just glad he's out there staying healthy and um, able to get at-bats. You think Torrey Hunter could make uh, a good manager or be in the system for us? I mean – That's hard to tell because he's never He's done never it. done it. It's hard to it's say. Hard like to say, It's hard yeah, to say one guy, especially yeah. – especially, because we don't know him personally, yeah. but if he ever wants to kind of hang out, we're cool with that. He's a great guy, obviously a great clubhouse right. guy when he played. But you he, just don't know how that translates yeah. until you actually put that into a dugout, you know. Well, and some some players don't make great coaches. Look at uh, well, I mean, you, know? you look at. I mean, I mean, you can almost look at any sport. Yeah, like, well, Magic Johnson was a terrible head coach. He's a Jordan was a terrible player. head coach. Yeah. A lot of these guys that are good baseball players, they don't. They don't understand, hey, you, guy over there, yeah. why can't you do this? I did it so easily. Why can't you? And, yeah. they, and they get frustrated. It takes guys that might have been average to below average exactly. to, to be good exactly. coaches, managers, because, hey, you're struggling with this. I, I understand that because I did the same thing. I struggled with it too. So, um, Tori, you know, once he gets into the flow, if he decides to ever get into the flow, it'd be really, I'd be interested to see if he can do it. I just I – just, don't know until it's up to him yeah, really. until he like, starts actually doing it. um like you're right that that whole the best players you know kobe bryant has said he'll never be a coach because he would expect too much from his players mm-hmm. you know so yeah it's you just never know so we asked for questions earlier um and we'll go here is joe madden coming to the oc hopefully I like hope we said so. hopefully we said hopefully and and maybe that works out um i hope so you know i i i think if he comes, I think it helps. I don't think it makes this team, like I said before, I don't think Joe by himself makes this team an automatic playoff team. Um, no, no. It, it, it's going to come down for players me. Players on the field. Yeah, man. it comes down if for me personally. Um, if you're going to tell me Joe or Cole, uh, uh, Garrett Cole, I'm going to say Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, yeah. Right. So these players are still going to – You the get, players you are, let me manage. Right. The players are still going to determine whether or not they make the playoffs. Will Joe be like a plus five, plus seven win by himself? Probably, but I don't think he alone will change this team into a super contender. I think it's going to be a mixture of getting the right players, getting the um, right surrounding staff. And we had a question about that. I'm trying to – 
What about Wheeler as another pitching option to back up Cole and Otani? We've actually talked, talked about, about that. that. that yep. um, Wheeler's an awesome guy that you can fit in there as a two or a three, mm-hmm. depending on where Otani, you see Otani um, being. But yeah. There's a few guys out there who are in that mix, too, that you can look at. We haven't, I haven't looked at the free agent list lately. But I know there. I remember seeing two or three where I went, okay, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a bad option. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think pitching again. Obviously, the pitchers are what's going to define this team's offseason, not Joe Madden. I right. think um, you can get Joe Madden, but if somehow or some way you whiff on Garrett Cole, this is going to be a bad offseason. Yeah, mean, yeah. I, I'm absolutely. gonna put it. I'm gonna put it out there no. right there. Yeah, you get. You, Unless they can make a trade for somebody, right? You know, you whiff on Joe Madden, but you get Garrett Cole and 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 Wheeler. It's going to be a good off season. Yeah, you know it's it's the manager job is 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 cool, it's sexy, it's a name, it's it's awesome. But when it comes down to it, it's going to come. It's going to be who the, they pick up in the free agent market or trade the market. The performance or yeah. on the field at the end of the day is what happens. It's what it is. You know. Oh, exactly. So, yeah. um, I just I just think the manager is cool, and that's kind of the news now. But once free agent hits, I think that's going to be far more um, important than. Who gets actually hired for the um, for uh, the manager? So we got another Instagram question from you, you hang angel fan. Do the angels take John or Blaze Jordan tenth overall in the draft next year? So if you guys don't know, the I guess the back the front end of the draft has already said angels have the tenth pick overall. Blaze Jordan, uh, this kid, and I did some research on him. He actually got reclassified to be a senior this year so he can actually get into the draft. He's technically supposed to be a junior. Oh, wow. But he is in, uh, he's in the Midwest, but he has supposed to have great power as an infielder. Blaze, Blaze though, I, I kind of thought he – I was hoping he was going to be a pitcher. But um, but I, I don't know. The draft is so, so far away. It's hard to tell where the players are going to go or, or who they're going to pick up. But – MLB.com did do a like a pre-draft or you know early draft board, I guess if you want, and they have a the Angels taking a shortstop out of Arkansas, Casey Martin. So you know, obviously, yeah. again, it's way too soon, but yeah, way um, too soon. the fact that this kid's been reclassified and a lot of these scouts are kind of all over him, or it's pretty, it's, it's a pretty interesting story. Should read up on it. Um, another question here we go from Instagram Live. Who do you have in our farm system that could move to get pitching? They, I mean, they have a lot, but when you say pitching, do you mean like an ace? Because if that's the case, they have nobody to get an ace. I mean, you can move anybody to pick up pitching. Um, but if you're talking about anyone good to get anything decent in return, I mean, yeah, they have guys like Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele. Or not Joe Adele. Joe Adele's off the limit. Brandon Marsh, Jemai Jones, uh, Jeremiah Jackson. But I just don't think that that those guys will bring you top line pitching. So to answer your question, kind of, kind of, sort of, they don't have anything that would bring us solid, solid pitching. Yeah. The only one that would do that is Joe Adele. And they they mentioned already, he is untouchable. So um, can they bring depth from a trade? Yeah. But I don't think they're going to trade a top guy in the, in the system for this depth. Um, The only time I can see that happen is they strike out in the free agency. I think, I think they they go after free agents. That's their main goal, and then yeah, and then if they don't get the guys they want, then I think everything like that is open, but not Joe Adele. And I think Joe Adele's the only yeah. guy um, that would bring you 
high quality top end. Right. A guy that can yeah. make a serious difference. Everything else is just going to be kind of depth. Um, of course, pitching is everything, but Madden brings a certain uh, expectation character and day to day expectations. No, you're right. But I mean, again, so did Mike Sosha. So did Mike Sosha. A manager is a manager. I mean, he only has so much I control get it. over I, the team. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what he's what they're but no, saying. No, no, I but, say, but yeah, but, okay. At the best, what is the manager's difference? Yeah, okay, like I said, seven. He wins seven games on his own, maybe right. because of that. Yeah. That still doesn't do a whole lot for this team. It's going to come down to the players. Yeah, this team, right? If Joe Madden was our manager this year, this team still would not be in the playoffs. Oh yeah, look what I he mean, did with, with with the Cubs. They didn't. The Cubs are a much better team, and they didn't make. Not. I mean, it's a different circumstance, but he would have improved us, like you said, by seven games, and we're still what instead of. 41 games out, we're 36 games out. I don't know. Right, exactly. So I think, obviously, it comes down to players, who they yeah. sign, who they get, who they um, – That that's going to be – obviously, that is going to be the main thing for this season is who they get in the offseason. Joe Madden's a great name. He's a sexy name. He's a name that a lot of Angel fans are familiar with and, and, and honestly love, which is – I understand why. But, um, like I said, if Joe Madden – Signs, but they whiff on Garrett Cole. It's not going to matter who your manager is. That pitching staff is still going to be a liability. Yeah. Bottom line, like you said, because again, this is from Instagram Live. Bottom line, like you said, we got to have the starting rotation depth and overall talent on the field to be winners again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but Joe Madden, if he's okay or whatever, let's just take Joe Madden out of the conversation. If manager X is managing the Angels and they have Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, Wheeler, Otani, um, Haney, uh, you know, uh, Canning as their pitching rotation, and they stay relatively healthy and they win a bunch of games. Is that really because of Joe Madden or right. or Manager X? Right, and that's a big thing you have to think about. It's yeah, you know, right, you know, maybe. Manager X can move the lineup and get some offensive production, which I don't think is a big issue right now. Right. Uh, the offensive production is, yeah, hot and cold, but when they're on, you've seen that they can produce runs. It's obviously all down to the pitching staff. It's all down to who they can sign in the offseason to help that rotation. Yeah. Um, let's take the last email from uh, our email. Uh, it comes from Trevor Billings. He said, love watching postseason baseball. Wish we could be watching the Angels, though. Obviously, everyone wants to talk about Madden. I won't. <laughs> With the 20, Thank you. 2019 season behind us, what was a bright spot of the season for you guys? Do you have a bright spot? I think we kind of talked about it a little bit when we're doing the awards. The um, the the guys that got brought in off of waivers or just kind of traded for cash, the Listellas, the Goodwins. Those were bright spots. Fletcher, for us at least, over um, over producing over his head that we expected him to do. So that was a bright spot. Um, you know, you saw some flashes from like Canning and like Suarez and even Dylan Peters. You saw flashes, which was cool. But um, you know, I'm gonna say like the Listellas and the Fletchers and the Goodwins Good were by far like the the yeah the silver lining of the season. I'm I'm gonna go with my bright spot being my pitcher of the year, Hanzo Robles. Came out of nowhere and and was our closer, was our best pitcher out of the bullpen. Uh, there was games where Brad Austin's brought him in in the eighth inning to get four outs, you know, and that 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 speaks to how much confidence he had and how much confidence Brad had in bringing in a guy like Hansel Robles, who was not in our picture at no, the beginning of the no, year. No. So Hansel Robles to me was my bright spot, man. Yeah. So you know, there's always a, some kind of silver lining. You can find a silver lining here or there, but um, definitely he was one of them that is that the Angels can uh, look forward to seeing 
one spring training and uh, the season starts mm-hmm. for 2020. Yep. So you got any more questions? No, I think that's about it. Um, do you think the Angels will win 2025? I mean, it'd be nice if that window's still open from 2021 to 2025, but it's a long way away. I don't even know where I'm going to be at 2025, yeah. so let alone I can't predict where the right. Angels are going to be. Right. Um, some dates, because I, um, as we off season goes, we, we cut back on some of the podcasts. We we'll probably go once a month as far as when you get us together. Um, I'll still try to put out interview podcasts with guys. We have one with Will Wilson, the number one or the first round draft pick of the Angels this last year, mm-hmm. coming out Monday. But some dates that you guys should keep in mind: um, Rookie of the Year, November 11th; Manager of the Year, November 12th; uh, Cy Young, November 13th; and the big one, MVP. November 14th, and right now it's going to be a really tight race between Bregman and Trout, I believe. Um, top four of each category will be revealed November 4th. But besides that, um, I got from I got Red, Red Bollinger from MLB.com. Um, some other stuff that could be pretty interesting. First day after the World Series is over, so you know whether that's four games, six games, seven games, whatever, right. uh, Major League players will, can be traded again. After that point, um, eligible players can become free agency at 9 a.m. the next day after Eastern time. So 6 o'clock here, the next day after whenever the World Series mm. closes. Um, five days after the World Series ends. It's the last day to reinstate players from the 60-day uh, IL. Um, the quote-unquote quiet period ends and Major League free agents can sign with clubs. So... Pretty much those five days, you have a lot of talking and meetings and kind of rumors and stuff like that. Um, deadline And also within that five days after the World Series, deadline for clubs to tender qualifying offers to free agents. And that is also that five-day period is a big question mark for the Angels is if they pick up Cole Calhoun's option. Oh, so, yeah. so you won't know until five days after or somewhere in between the five days after the World Series. So, again, some dates to kind of keep in mind. Um, I also asked them um, if the Angels have an agreement with manager, whoever, can they announce it um, when it happens? And he says MLB um, prefers teams to hold on to that information until after the World Series so it doesn't take any shine from the playoffs. So um, for all you Madden people out there, you probably won't hear any kind of news about this um, until after. Until after. I mean, you'll probably hear about meetings and, and stuff like that. But as far as a Here's our manager. You won't hear about until after the World Series. So enjoy playoff baseball and enjoy, um, you know, the excitement that brings the last couple of games have. Um, we'll finish off with a couple other ones before we take off. How far are we from being competitive in the AL West before losing Trout's prime leaders? I think in the West, like winning division West, mm. it's probably two or three years. Yeah. As far as maybe getting into the playoffs, and once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. I think next year, if they get the right, right. guys, I think next year they compete for a wild card spot. For easily. sure, for sure. Um, strategy matters. It's how you use the pitching staff, who starts, lineups, etc. So we need to need a good manager, hopefully no more injuries. Yeah, it depends on who the pitching. I mean, it depends on how yeah, you line who, up, the, how you use the pitching staff, but and if, what you have in that pitching. But staff. if you don't have anyone in the pitching staff, it doesn't matter how you use it. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, managers are great, but if you don't got the players, yeah. it doesn't really matter. I mean, this, you know, how good would Joe Madden have done with the pitching staff we had this year? There's Not, a, you I mean, know, I, I, I mean, I'm I, sorry. I, I coached, I coached high school football for about ten years, and there was always a saying that us coaches had, kind of like behind the scenes, but. 
I might have to use the the explicit tag on this one, but you can't turn chicken salad or you can't turn chicken shit into chicken salad. It's yeah. chicken salad. I mean, you either have the players or you don't. Yeah. So I, I it's you know, it, it comes down to the players. Do you know why uh why did the Angels let him go for someone else? I like I said, I think they let Osmus. Osmus. I'm guessing Osmus go because Madden's available. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of. But yeah, so um that's pretty much going to wrap it up for for this edition, this um, 2019 season, I guess, if you want to say that. Yep. Um, a season that was it was a lot of ups and downs, man. A lot of ups and downs. Yeah, crazy, crazy emotional roller coaster. Obviously, with the passing of Tyler Skaggs, that was really, really tough on Angel Nation. And um, um, I think just being there July 12th, all of us being there and experiencing that game and in person and and all that stuff kind of kind of brought it all together it was kind of i think our uh tyler's way of saying goodbye to us and stuff like that so that was really the toughest part of the season i mean obviously watching angels lose a lot of games isn't fun but there's always hope for next year and that's the best part of the season ending is that you everyone's zero zero after the world series so um i'm looking for 2019 or 2020 being yeah and exciting exciting off season and before we go again um listeners help us out spread this out Spread the word, text a friend, email a friend, let them know. If you guys need, uh, if someone needs a link, let us know. Our Instagram followers, if you need a link for the podcast itself, let us know. Um, slide into the DMs, if you will. Yep. Um, Halo underscore Haven. Follow us, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, All Angels Podcast at gmail.com. We will post when we are going to do a podcast. We'll probably give you about, you know, a five, six day uh, advance unless some kind of crazy breaking news happens and you, they get a new manager right after the postseason right. or they make a signing right a day first day of free agency then we'll jump on and do that but and uh, we'll be at the AFL yeah uh, Arizona Fall League so we might actually put an actual, yeah. we might actually do one after that and right. just put a Arizona Fall League uh, special maybe we can talk to some of the guys down yeah. there and just get a, a couple minutes from all the guys down there um, a lot of them we've had on the podcast before but are have always been really generous with the time that um they've given us you know on inter- interviews so hopefully we could talk to some of those guys for the arizona fall league expect yeah. that towards the end of this month but um again subscribe so you don't miss anything if you subscribe right. to the podcast you're not going to miss it it'll be on your phone boom you wake up one morning and hey look at this, this is a brand new edition of the all angels podcast so um you know uh, you have anything else? I think no, that's good. it, man. Thank you guys for listening on all season long. Again, we're, we'll be we won't be doing the weeklies. I know Dan, like Dan said, uh, uh, some interview podcasts, maybe a podcast in between here and there. But uh, yeah, just keep listening. Subscribe. It'll be on your phone, man. It's easy. iTunes, uh, Google, Spotify, Spreaker dot com, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio. Do it, man. It's easy. Anyway, that's gonna wrap it up. Thank you, you guys for. Uh, Great 2019 season. I'll say it. Well, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, yeah, our second season we've taken a big step forward from interviews during before spring training with you know Tyler's Tyler Victor, all those guys before the spring training until now, mm-hmm. getting a lot of these minor league dudes in. Yeah. And, uh it's it's been a big step for us, and we're we're really excited to, to take it, maybe hopefully to the next level. Um, for the 2020 season, you know, I, I, you know, we talked about it. The better the Angels do, the more people are interested in listening to it. So we need your guys' yeah, help as listeners. For sure. Spread the word. Um, 
you know, if you see a tweet from us, um, retweet, retweet, send it to a friend, email it to a friend, whatever the people use nowadays. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for us. I am Johnny Banks. I'm Dallin Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Right now, he'd be saying, we're nasty. <laughs>